Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Today is hour two of the Lombardi Line on VSIN and DraftKings Network. This show presented, as always, by DraftKings alongside three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist, also author. We need to make sure that we're mentioning that in every segment now, too, after our conversation <laughs> yeah. with Mike Palm. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonatoni with you. Hello, Stormy. Good to have it. Good to be back on DraftKings Network. We're, we're kind of well-rested, recharged, ready yes. to go. Get this off-season going, Stormy. You know, this is the best part of the year. This is for an executive in the league. It's interesting. Everybody thinks the off-season is kind of low-key, chill. It's the worst because the season is structured. Monday, you do this. Tuesday, you do that. For Wednesday, Friday, you know, you can take your kids out. Saturday, you could have a date night. Sunday, you got a game. Monday, you have a game. Whatever it is, right? The offseason is just completely chaotic. It could be Monday could be a, an unbelievable day. Tuesday could be something. You got this one project you're working on called the draft. You got this other project you're working on called salary cap. And then you've got free agency and you got your agents calling you constantly <laughs> on the phone. It's it's really hard. It's it's a tough time to to focus and concentrate on the task at hand. It's all conjecture and wondering lying. and guess and lying, which speaking of which, uh, shout out, shout out Brian M on X who tweeted at us uh, for the lying season segment that we're going to put together. Michael has already started creating a list, so we'll have that coming soon to a Lombardi line near five you. Things on the list already. I love and it. We just ended. But, I figured the day after Valentine's is lying. So we don't want to screw up the Valentine's Day holiday. So go ahead. Right, what does Brian have for us? So Brian suggested the title. Lombardi's Literary Liars, Fact or Fiction. <laughs> That's good. I, I love that. Yes, I love that. That's really good. I'm going to change that. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, and, and, and I think we could call a lie an embellishment, right? You know, I mean, 
You know, there's no Jesuit lawyers out there to condemn us to hell for lying just a little bit, right? So I think to me, that would be an ideal situation. So there's embellishing going on here. I think Mike Tomlin loves Justin Fields as an embellishment. I think he might like him. I don't know if he loves him. Who loves, you know? So I think there's a lot of, but we're going to put embellishing in the lying. We're going to say that. It's the same thing, right? Very good. Uh, The Steelers, by the way, plus 310 favorite to land Justin Fields in 2024-25. We'll talk about- Would you play that? Well, no, thank you. But we'll talk about um, potential landing spots for Justin Fields a little bit later on in the show. I'll tell you what I'm not lying about is that Mike Somich will join us coming up in a little bit. VEASAN host, professional handicapper. We'll get some of his plays, things he's looking ahead to. And uh, in case you missed any of our one, by the way, of today's edition of the Lombardi Line, you can download it in podcast form wherever you get your podcast. We do touch on the situation, obviously, in Kansas City mm. as well um, as some other news that we have had over the last 24 hours which includes, Michael, that the San Francisco 49ers, after one year with Steve Wilkes as their defensive coordinator, have decided to part ways. Kyle Shanahan telling reporters on a conference call yesterday, scheduled 10 minutes before it took place, by the way, uh, very similar to that Trey Lance conference call that they had last year. Um, He said, quote, it just ended up not being the right fit. It was harder than it needed to be. He said he felt very strongly that this was the decision that was best for the organization, even though it was one he didn't want to make. It was something that once he realized a different direction was what's best for the organization, it was something he had to do. I said on Monday, you know, if I were advising Kyle Shanahan on the plane ride home, I would be concerned about our blitz zero package. Are we good enough there? And and I would be concerned about do we have the structure defensively to handle the multiplicities of the offenses that we have to do? Those were the two things that hit me after watching the game. I I wasn't obsessed with the decision in overtime and all that crap. I was just to me, those were the two things. And then when I watched the all 22, I did. I thought they had some good answers for blitz zero. I'm not sure that they understood the situation. I think there's some other things you can get into, but I also felt like they need to change who they are defensively. I felt like they need to get into a situation where they can play more man, where they can play zone, and they can play some man zone. Because here, look, zone coverage in in football is predicated on the front. Let's go to Tampa 2, the invention of Tampa 2. Okay, Tampa 2 was invented because, you know, they wanted a three technique. Warren Sapp, Keith Millard, somebody who could dominate up front and get up front and pressure the quarterback. They wanted somebody, they wanted four rushers. They wanted a right end that could really rush, Simeon Rice. They wanted a left end that could handle the run game to the right, to the left side of the, to the right, left side of the defense, to the right side of the offense. And they needed a nose tackle that could play the run. And so, and then they were going to play zone with speed underneath, read the quarterback's eyes and play with speed underneath. And they were great at it because the front four was great. But what we found out over time is once that front four wasn't great, a lot of areas to throw the football in. And a lot, and when the speed of the linebackers isn't great, there's even more areas to throw the ball. And, and, and Greenlaw's injury certainly affected that. So for me, I think ultimately this is a 35,000 feet decision by Kyle Shanahan. And the the reason I think he had to make it is because if he went to Wilkes and said, Steve, where do you want to be with this defense? What would you do defensively? If he didn't have those answers, Mm -hmm. that's hard. And he was with them all year. So he could gauge whether the defense was aligned perfectly, whether they understood their assignments, whether the communication was ideal. All those things matter. 
you know, you're evaluating him as a teacher. Now, look, I'm not saying Steve's a bad coach, but I think it was a bad fit. And I think that the 49ers, for them to get over this hump, for them to get rid of this label of being, you know, of being the, the, the uh, runner up prom queen, they, they're going to have they had to make changes defensively. So with that, if Steve Wilkes is not the right fit, naturally the question becomes, who is? And I want to throw this headline at you from a columnist uh, at the Mercury News. The headline, the 49ers should have one target for defensive coordinator, and you probably won't like it at first. I know, Michael, you won't. Brandon Staley could be to Kyle Shanahan what Steve Spagnuolo is to Andy Reid. What do you think about Brandon Staley as the potential defensive coordinator for San Francisco moving forward? Well, show me the evidence why that would be true. Show me the charger tape Runs that three, says four that defense? would be true. <laughs> I mean, show, show me where he was ever a good defensive coach for the Chargers. Like, show me where that would be cool. He called all the defense. See, this is what happens. Somebody throws a name out there with no evidence. See, this is where, this is what happens. This is why in draft rooms where, you know, people say, well, you know, Mike Vrabel's too intimidating or Belichick wants control. I could see a scout saying we should hire Brendan Staley. And then when Belichick would say, well, show me on tape where he's actually called a good defense and his defense has A, played the run well, B, communicated well, and, and C, won close games. And the answer to all those three are no. They're no. It hasn't happened. So, you know, I mean, are you going to put – look, Sean, Sean, uh, Sean McVay had him. He could have easily said, okay – Brandon, you were here before. I'll bring you back. He hired he hired his college roommate. Uh, I think it's Chris Shula, not Mike Shula. Chris Shula hired him back. So, like, I, I I don't understand the love for Staley. There's no there's no evidence to support that he's an elite defensive coach. There's just not. There really hasn't been. Now, the, can he become one? I would root for him. I'm all for it. I'm not against him as a human, but I'm just saying, give me the evidence. Show me the tape. Tell me where I can go watch this. Tell me where I can go watch it. I want to watch it. I want to watch what we would become. I don't see it. You say, well, he didn't have defensive alignment. Oh, really? He had Joey Bosa. He had, he had <laughs> yeah. Khalil Mack. You know, like, where were they getting pressure? You know, you know, Michael, I can throw out names, too. Hey, Bill Belichick. Hey, Pete Carroll. You want to come over to San Francisco? You know, <laughs> you anyone know can throw out names. From people? Yeah, yeah. Hey, talk to your boy Belichick. See if he'll go to San Francisco. Yeah, right. Okay, that's just what he wants to do. Right? Oh, what a dream! I'm sure he was. You know, he all he often said many times. You know, the best job in football was being a coordinator because you didn't have all the headaches, you didn't have all the other stuff. But you know, I, I think to me that's probably not the right fit either. A girl can dream. Because uh, here's let me give you that. This is a perfect example. The stance of the 49ers defensive line, nobody would ever notice this, but the stances of the 49ers defensive front in, in that sprinter stance up the field is against everything that Belichick from a defensive principle believes in. A lot, hard, holding the run, playing two, playing the gaps, being, being aligned perfectly. Now, I'm not saying they're right and he's wrong or he's right and they're wrong. It's just completely different styles. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing, these last couple minutes, um, which I, I don't think you can read much into. I think this is something we kind of already knew, but the Falcons had their new offensive coordinator, Zach Robinson, do his introductory press conference yesterday where he reiterated a lot of the thoughts that Raheem Morris and Arthur Blank both have that all options are on the table when it comes to the quarterback position. Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke currently on the roster, but a spot that Arthur Blank has openly and publicly called deficient. Um, what do you think that the Falcons should do at quarterback? Quarterback. Is there anyone interesting to you from that perspective? 
Well, I could see them being involved in Justin Fields. He's a hometown kid from Georgia. Yeah. I think a lot of it's going to come down to pricing. You know, I think that they're in position to take that contract on without promising him the $21 million of the fifth-year option that would have to take place a year from now. And you could see if it work out. I mean, to me, they both kind of need each other. And if Zach Robinson could feels like he's comfortable around him, a lot of it's going to come down to Luke Getze. What, what does Getze think of him? You know, what do they think of them really in the building in Chicago? Because there have been guys who leave the building. See, what I don't think the fans realize is when a coach leaves the building and goes somewhere else, you know, he goes somewhere else, but he still has intel. Like, this isn't the CIA where you sign an agreement on confidentiality. When you leave, you're not allowed to talk to anybody or every book you write has to get has to get vetted by the CIA. Once you get fired from a team, you sing like a canary. I mean, you don't even have to ask three times like an Austin Powers. You can just ask once and they're going to tell you. It's so, all connected. I, I think to me, huh? I said it's all connected. I would love to be a fly on the wall of that conversation, by the way, in Vegas. Oh, that's what happens at the combine. The combine's like when I when I was a kid, I used to go at my grandmother's house after school, and there'd be all these old Italian women in black dresses because her husband died. They'd be gossiping in Italian. That's the combine right there, except they're they're not in all black. Oh. That is such an amazing comp. Um, yeah, Desmond Ritter, one thing we do know for sure does not seem to be the answer after being benched twice. But we'll talk more about the future of Justin Fields a little bit later. For now, Mike Somich joining us next. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans... Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, you know our guy Bill AD is locked and loaded. He's got Steve Mackinnon's 
interesting analysis on how to look at betting splits specifically for college basketball. The best ways to analyze those, including numbers and certain angles to take. Get expert analysis and latest odds delivered straight to your inbox. Absolutely free. Every single day, vcin.com slash newsletter is how you can subscribe. And speaking of winning strategies, let's talk to our good winning friend, Mike Somich, professional handicapper, VSIN host of The Handle here every weekend on VSIN and DraftKings Network, joining Mike Lombardi and myself here on the Lombardi line. Somich, how we doing, my friend? What's going on? We're doing good. We officially made it to the offseason, which means we get to bet some random college basketball, some oh. NHL, throw in some NBA player props. We got spring training that's starting. The ba- the balls are in the air and baseball as well. So a little bit of everything now. Michael is so excited are to drop gonna... the puck, aren't I you? <laughs> oh, I want that puck dropped. How about the Masters? Are you going to bet the Masters? I see Vern Lindquist is bidding us a farewell from the 16th tee. It's going to be disappointing. Yes, sir. But are you going to bet the Masters, too? I mean, of course I am, Michael. I, I don't go crazy with golf, <laughs> but there is no better sweat than playing a player at a long outright number on Wednesday and then Saturday and Sunday you're in it. And so on the, all the majors, I'll take a couple shots at guys who are anywhere from 40 to 60 to one. See if I can get a nice price home and have a good sweat going into Sunday. Good. Well, we'll, we'll make sure that we're and, and following you'll be all that. over the go horses. St- Stormy, he's great on the horses yep. now. I mean, he's great on the horse. He, he, you know, this is uh, that, this is where I've gotten to know him, and he's great on the horses. So I'm looking forward to that too. We got a big prep this weekend. The Risen Star right now at uh, going down at uh, Louisiana Downs. I have not picked the race yet, so just a heads up there. Don't ask that one. It'll be in the article on Saturday, though, with all of my horse racing picks and spot plays. Yep, has that up at, at vcin.com every time there is a big race happening. But before we move too far away from football, we still have an excuse to talk about it because you have already taken interest in the futures board for next year's Super Bowl. And But before you give us your play, I'd love to know just kind of from a strategy standpoint, Is there something specific that you're looking for when you dive into these markets or how do you approach it? I'm looking to get ahead of the odds moves. Uh, There's a couple teams that I think are going to be bet pretty heavily in here. The Lions sitting at 12 to one, the Packers at 20 to one are both going to be popular Super Bowl plays. They're not really teams that I think have a big chance at moving. But if you want to get the best number, I wouldn't be surprised if both of those kick off at shorter numbers than what we're currently seeing. Uh, Some of the long shots like the Rams, I think, have a shot. But all of those teams, the Rams specifically, you don't really need to get involved right now. If you want the Lions, if you want the Packers, I do think they're going to move. Um, But for me, the, the play was the Chiefs. And it was the day after the Super Bowl. I found a, a plus 750 number on Kansas City to go back to back to back in the Super Bowl. And I jumped at it. I don't think this is a team that you're going to see a lot of transition with. We already saw Spagnolo coming back as the D.C. He got the extension. They're going to have to figure out Jones and Snead on the defensive side of the football. But that's about it. And the reason I wanted to get involved on the Chiefs now is because I do believe they address the offense this season. They look for a wide receiver one, be it Calvin Ridley, be it T Higgins. And if you end up getting either of those type of guys in there, 650, even at this number, is going to be long gone. They're going to be competing with favoritism for the Niners. And so I felt like getting a number on the Chiefs that was going to improve this offseason, I wanted to get ahead of the number and get, get, get it before it started to drop. I don't understand how the Rams are below the Bears, but that's a whole other that's a whole offseason conversation. But is there anybody on that list besides the Chiefs that you thought, well, this this is just looks a little too light? 
The Rams was the other one that I thought about betting. I don't have one in my account yet, but 35 to one seems a little bit too light to me. I mean, if you look at it now, they have pieces on the offensive side. We saw Nakua. We saw their top running back come in as rookies this year. Stafford looks healthy. You know, McVay is motivated and that defense played significantly better. Now they have an off season to be able to go out and try and uh, fix the defense even more. To me, the Rams at 35 to one is a number that I, I am interested in. Not when I've gotten to the window yet, but to me, that's the long shot that makes the most sense. I agree with you, Michael. I don't know what they're doing being almost double the price of some of the teams we previously mentioned. It's going to be fun to monitor all of the offseason moves, the offseason calendar. Uh, I know as we get closer to the draft, we'll get some of your favorite plays from that standpoint as well. But you are somebody that doesn't need to turn the page from football to another sport because because you cover so many things at one time. So, Michael, I am going to ask him my one hockey question because there is a <laughs> go, full please, slate of games. <laughs> there is a full slate of games coming up today. And you like the Boston Bruins despite them dropping three of their last four games. What intrigues you about them today against Seattle? I think this is just a really good spot for the Bruins to come in and play well at home. They're 17, six and four at home, the Kraken 11, 12 and six away from home. And they have a rest advantage here as well. This is going to be the fifth straight road game for the Seattle Kraken. Four of those on the East coast this is going to be their third game in four nights. All of those are aspects I look for when I'm handicapping hockey. It's just a tough spot for Seattle to go in and then take on a Boston team where when they get rolling in that building, it's just downhill. They can end up winning by three, four goals. If you lay the minus one and a half tonight, you're getting plus 130, plus 135, depending on where you're shopping around. So I'll lay the goal and a half with the Bruins here who are in a, a favorable rest, rest position and also getting to play at home tonight. All right, before I hit you up with Bakersfield, uh, the under you like in the Northridge Bakersfield, uh, Bakersfield College basketball game, which you can elaborate on after you answer the first question, which is you're watching college hoops. It's hard to figure this out, right? You know, some teams, you Kentucky's on a three-game losing streak. You never thought that happened before. Is there one team that has caught your eye that you say, uh-huh, they're going to be really good come final, come, let's say, 64 tournament time? So UConn is the easy answer. I mean, they just look like a juggernaut again yeah. this year. They're going to be one of those teams that's going to be really tough once this this tournament gets rolling. From a value perspective, I actually put a ticket in on North Carolina at 16 to 1 to win the tournament right after they lost to Syracuse. I think this is kind of the bottom uh, for North Carolina. It's a really talented team. They're able to score the basketball, which is very important when you get into the NCAA tournament. They're going to be a, a 1, 2, or 3 seed, depending on how they're able to close out this season. And I, when I see a team that, that has the ability to play good, defense and can absolutely fill it up. I'm interested in that type of team and, and being able to get a price now at 16 to one on North Carolina, I thought was the right time to jump in just because of everything that's gone on in their season from a Cal state Northridge and Cal state or Cal state Bakersfield perspective. This is actually my favorite play of the day, Michael. Uh, we're, we're going out and we're, we're going to look at, at the, we're going to look at the under here under 143 and a half Northridge, one of the highest scoring teams in the conference. But Cal State Santa Barbara is the exact opposite. They like to try and control the pace. They always say styles make fights. Well, Cal State, Cal State Bakersfield is a team that tries to force you to play slow. These two teams have played in the past. The final score of that game was 64 to 56 this year. So a 120. And we're seeing the total is sitting at 143 and a half. This is the right total for a Northridge game. The problem is it's the wrong one for Cal State Bakersfield. If you look at their splits, they're averaging 139 points per game. But if you look at it before and after in conference, it's wildly different. They put up 106 in one game out of conference. They put up 96 in another. They gave up high 80s in two non-conference games as well. If you look at this total of 143 and a half and you look at it in conference games only, 
They have gone under this 143 and a half number, 11 of 13 games. The two games that went over were the two highest scoring teams in the conference. And one of them, it took overtime. So I, I love the under tonight with Cal State Bakersfield. For people that are just kind of working their way out of football, they love college basketball, they're getting ready for conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament. Is there an approach that you would recommend? Like, is it looking at the Big West or the West Coast or, you know, um, Northeastern Athletic, like whatever these smaller conferences are, similar to what we talk about in college football? Would you recommend that? Or, or what's your advice for somebody that's trying to figure out where to start before tournaments begin? I would pick two or three smaller conferences. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Sometimes the best areas to attack a sports book are where they're getting the least amount of money. And, and the Big West is a great example of that. They don't get a ton of money on these Big West games. And I think that's because of that, you can get some edges in these spots. And, and you know, I'm playing UC uh, San Diego today as well at that minus five and a half number because I don't think Santa Barbara is going to be able to keep it close on the road. And so I found two games from the Big West. It's one of the conferences I've decided to focus on this year. Uh, it's in my own neck of the woods. It's easy for me to watch. And I don't feel like a lot of people watch these smaller West Coast conferences specifically because if you're on the East Coast and these games are tipping at 10 30 10 o'clock at night you don't want to stay up and watch Cal State Northridge versus Cal State Bakersfield let's be honest so to me on the West Coast you get advantage of playing these smaller conferences you can get ahead of it I love this time for betting college basketball because we're far enough into the season that you can understand what the rotation is going to be you can see what the transfers are doing with these specific teams and a lot of times you have previous matchups that you can look at I played a game earlier uh, on Tuesday where one team was shooting 20% from the floor in the, in the original matchup. You come back and they shoot 45 in the second matchup and they easily cover. You just get some variance in these spots. And the other big part of it is the home team significantly better in college basketball, especially in these smaller conferences. You got to be looking for the home team because you're going to get a better effort when they're playing in front of their fans. Uh, 30 seconds. What else do you but like you about like Tarleton, Tarleton State? But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Good job, Stormy, because they're playing on the road. They are playing on the road. They're catching five and a half tonight. I like Tarleton State because it, it's for me, it's an over adjustment from the first game. They're playing at home. They were four and a half point favorites. So we've seen this line flip nine points. And to me, these two teams haven't adjusted that much. Tarleton State, 10 and three in conference. UT Arlington, just six and seven. And the, the losses for Tarleton State all been to good teams. I think they're able to keep this one close on the road. Thanks, Amit. You're the man. Great job, no Michael. No problem. Have a good one. Looking forward to more hockey next week, Michael. Oh, get ready, ladies and yeah, gents. I can't um, wait. Oh, I can't wait for that. I'm, I'm about to brush up. I'm taking the weekend to do that. <laughs> Great advice on hoops, though. That's why your girl is diving into the Mountain West Conference. Uh, Mike Somich, again, host of The Handle every weekend here on Vsin. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on Vsin, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You'll get our daily best bets, emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide that has bracket breakdowns, plus full access to everything we do at VEASAN.com, including our exclusive betting splits data for every game. VEASAN.com slash pro is how you can subscribe. That's VSIN.com, VEASAN.com slash pro. Do you disagree with these takes? No way. Uh-uh, no way. Or do you approve? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt my mind. No diggity, no doubt. It's time to ask Michael Lombardi, no way or no doubt? That open never gets old. Uh-uh, no way. Let's never. get into it, shall we? So, yeah. Michael... 
The big news of the last 24 hours with the San Francisco 49ers is that they have parted ways with their defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. No way or no doubt the 49ers defense regressed under Wilkes' tenure. No doubt. And the numbers back it up. I mean, as you saw the season, there were so many times where you could see them moving teams, moving the football on them. Now, again, so we're clear. Not all of this is on just the coach, right? It's players, coaches, and scheme. And so when you're making a decision like this, you're looking at the coaching. Okay, this, the, what are we teaching? Are the players relating to what we're teaching? Do they understand what we're teaching? And is there execution? Then you're looking, are the players, are we good enough? And you have to honestly say the defensive line underachieved. Now, I know Armstead had a bad knee. I know Hargrave had a thumb, but they did. And then you have to look at the, at the scheme. Can this scheme hold up in the fourth quarter of, of Super Bowl games that are five hours and they're exhausted? So I do think it, it probably, for me, I said it after the game, I think they had to change defensively. I believe that. I think the Pete Carroll scheme, cover three, rush up the field, get going, win with the defensive front, is great in the regular season. Not really, but it is. But it needs to have more variation. You just can't be. Bob Gibson didn't strike you out with just a fastball. You need three pitches to be a great defense in the NFL. I completely agree. And I could be wrong in this thinking, but I keep on going back to the specific comment made by Kyle Shanahan in the call yesterday where he said it just ended up not being the right fit. It was harder than it needed to be paired with the fact that Wilkes has had five different jobs in the last six years that maybe there's a relationship type of thing. I don't know if we end up finding more later, but there feels like maybe there's a little bit more to it in addition to already it not being a scheme match. Let's let's stick with that. Go ahead. The more you stay on that before you go to the next one, the more you, you keep hitting that. And it just made me think, you know, sometimes when you're a head coach, right, you know, you have an idea. Look, I want to play. I want to play some three, but I want to play three in the way we play it. You give that idea to the assistant, and then it's his job to then take that idea and make it better. And I think ultimately that's the best employees to have is when you give somebody an idea and they make it better than what you thought. And I'm not sure Steve did that for Kyle, which might have caused the conflict, which kind of relates to what he's saying. Yeah. I think that's a great point, Michael. Now, the team that was on the other side of that Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs, are just continuing to cement their legacy, looking for a potential three-peat to be the first team in NFL history to do so. Now, Patrick Mahomes has been a stud. Now that he has won his third ring, Michael, no way or no doubt, Patrick Mahomes at 28 years old is already a top 10 NFL player of all time. Where do you sit on it? Uh, you know, having written football done right and I have gone through the top 10, I do think he is in the top 10 now. I mean, mm. look, he's got that ability to close the game out. And those are what quarter, great quarterbacks do. You know, his only kryptonite has been Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is able to. And last year he beat Burrow at home. So I, I think he's a top 10 player. He just has that ability to make his teammates better. Look, This year he didn't put his team on his back, but he blended with his team. You know, he didn't have to score 45. That's the dangerous part, right? He didn't have to score 45. All he had to do was play within the system. And the system allowed him a lot of easy throws. See, that's the other thing when we go back to Steve Wilkes. There were too many easy throws for Mahomes. I took Mahomes on the over 26 completion mm-hmm. on the Russo contest, and I hit. That was my number one for 60 points because I knew. And Russo looked at me like I was talking Greek. 
I said, Christopher, there's too many easy throws in the scheme. Too many. Whereas there were really no easy throws for Purdy. He was going to have to play against tight man coverage and put the ball where he needed to. And Debo dropped some. McCaffrey, you know, they, they didn't execute. Yeah, Russo, by the way, also extremely complimentary of Patrick Mahomes, calling him the the best player that he has ever seen. Uh, And of course, in terms of winning, if there's anybody that's going to chase Tom Brady down in those seven rings, it looks to be if he stays healthy, Patrick Mahomes. Let's stick with quarterbacks because so much has been made of the teams that are quarterback needy and these young players coming in this year's draft. No way or no doubt. Three quarterbacks will be selected with the first three picks of the 2024 draft. Uh, I'm going to say no way. Okay. Only because I think there's such a love affair for Marvin Harrison that somebody might be able to just flip and move and still get a quarterback. You know, it's hard for me to say this without having studied the draft and studied the players, which I plan on starting over the weekend. So uh, I would say, you know, Look, all teams that are picking there need that. But if you're the Cardinals and you want the receiver, you know, and and you want or the Chargers and you want to get Harrison or somebody like that, you know, maybe you could move a little bit and still get an upgrade because you know the Cardinals aren't drafting a quarterback. We know this, right? We know the Chargers aren't drafting a quarterback. We know this. The Giants, if you listen to them, they ain't drafting a quarterback, right? And the Titans aren't drafting a quarterback. So there's play here. And if you're the Falcons, you're saying, okay, how do I get up there? I think there's a chance. I'm not saying it's probable, but there's. But you could jump. I mean, the Chargers could jump the the Cardinals, and end up getting the player they want. Knowing the and the Patriots could move back and still get the quarterback. Sure. Let's throw that graphic back up there because pending uh, any potential trade to Michael's point, the current draft order bears with the top overall pick from the Carolina Panthers in that trade last year. The Commanders at two, the New England Patriots at three. At DraftKings, Caleb Williams is a $9 favorite to be your number one overall pick. Drake May out of North Carolina is a minus 180 favorite to go to. And LSU's quarterback this year's Heisman Trophy winner, plus 150, the favorite to go number three overall. However, if recent history tells Tells us anything about the last time that quarterbacks went one, two, three in the draft. It was Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Only one of those worked out, and his future is still very TBD of how things will shake out in Jacksonville. So uh, they're probably not all going to hit. I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, Let's go back to Kansas City. The Chiefs, Michael, no way or no doubt, must re-sign Chris Jones to have an opportunity at that three-peat they want. He says he's getting more rings and that he's staying in Kansas City. What do you think? No doubt. They need him. I mean, you know, he makes everybody else a better player. And when he's when he's interested, which he was on Sunday, he wasn't against Buffalo as much. I think, you know, the Buffalo was – he played with high pad level. But he's – you know, look, the hardest thing to find, the two misnomers in, in the NFL that we talk relentlessly – about that are not true are a number one receiver there's very few of those who can who you have to double a number one receiver is you must double him on every single play that's a number one receiver and so a a three technique is also the hardest position to find which made it insane that atlanta took a running back over a three technique because three techniques are impossible to find they're impossible to find three techniques that can rush the passer Three techniques that can get double-digit sacks. Those are hard to find. And so 
There's no one on Kansas City team. I mean, Mike Pinnell played next to Chris Jones, and we're watching the game, and, you know, Mike Pinnell's been on about six teams, and all of a sudden he's playing at a higher level than he ever played. So they need Chris Jones back. And, you know, he gave away all his negotiating rights when he said, I'm coming back. Now, <laughs> I think alcohol plays a part in that, you know. And so whatever said on parade day probably isn't true. But look, he wants to be there. I think that's sincere. The exact quote. I need three of those rings, baby. We ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. Kansas City, we will be back here next year. And for those who want Chris Jones gone, I ain't going nowhere, baby. woo Okay, I just that, that wasn't a, the best Chris Jones Love I could it. do. Now, all that to be said about Kansas City, no way or no doubt the 49ers are the rightful favorite at plus 550 to win the Super Bowl. Do you think KC should be favored or is San Francisco in the right spot? No, when you watch that tape, you know, I think you made the point on Monday. I did. They were mocking them off the ball a little bit. They could run the ball. I thought their offensive line played better than I anticipated, especially inside. You know, I thought they were more physical inside than I did. I thought that they did a better job. Chris Forster did a really better job of that. Uh, I think they can add some pieces that are not going to be expensive, right? I think they can add some pieces and make their team better because the nucleus of their team is very good. And... And most importantly, Brock Purdy's only going to get better. He is only going to get better. Prayers up that you are correct, Michael. I really, really hope so. Uh, we're going to hit the break here real quickly. If you watch the Lombardi line, we already know you love the GM shuffle as well. How about the QB shuffle when we come back? These three quarterbacks Ooh, and their potential landing spots in 2024-25. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. That's V-S-I-N. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony wrapping things up on this Thursday edition of the Lombardi line. And Michael, it is time for our pro tip. We do these every day, every single show here at VEASAN, trying to find some helpful nuggets that can help you at home become a more informed better. And we got a great tip from Mike Somich, who joined the show a little bit ago, Michael, talking about NFL futures. He said the only reason to attack NFL futures this point in the offseason is to get ahead of line moves. If you think money will be coming in on a particular team or play throughout the summer bet it now and his logic was in this case with the Kansas City Chiefs at a plus 750 price he thinks that's just going to keep coming down and by the way shop around because he got the best number I have seen it's been largely plus 650 at other places yeah, and I mean, I think to me, that's part of it, too, is this, again, as, as most prof- I learned from most professional bettors, it's always about the number. I mean, if you don't think the Rams are coming down from 35 to 1, why bet it today? Why no. that tie up all your money? But if you anticipate it going lower, you know, and that's that's something where you have to anticipate what could cause it to go lower. Let's talk about that for a second, right? If they signed, if a team had a huge signing, let's say, you know, Buffalo signed Calvin Ridley and it gave them another receiver, you know, that might move their number mm-hmm. slightly, right? Or they sign a, a Brendan Bur- a Bra- Brian Burns to be the rusher. And I'm not saying they're going to do this, but there's free agents out there. I, I think those things can move numbers a little bit. Right now, these numbers are predicated off of you know, what, what's happened on the field mm-hmm. in terms of the coaches and the offensive and defensive coordinators. So that's going to be stagnant for a while. And then I think you look at what happens in the free agency. Remember, the draft doesn't move numbers. The draft is always about next year's team, not the team that we're talking about in 24. So don't panic about the draft. Don't put so many in the draft. Now, obviously, if they draft a quarterback like Houston did, you know they can improve their team. But for the most part, the teams that are like the Rams that have quarterbacks, it's not the draft isn't going to move their number. Right. The example I keep on thinking from last offseason was the Jets, and maybe it's a poor one because it didn't work out, but how many people got good numbers on New York with that ultimately creeping down because of the anticipation of Aaron Rodgers coming, and so it just slowly kept creeping down, creeping down, creeping down until he ultimately made the move. Um, But again, four snaps in, that did not end up being a a wonderful bet. We saw a brilliant coaching job. We saw a brilliant coaching job to get that seven wins. I mean, it was brilliant. So we know that. So they're right in good shape. Why wouldn't we bet? You and I are going to bet that over as soon as we can. Oh, yeah. My favorite one on the board. Uh, VEASAN.com, where you can find our pro tips. Once again, those searchable by sport and by show. That last one about the Jets, by the way, not part of the pro tip. Not part of it. Just keep that in mind. Um, Speaking of quarterbacks, though, you love the GM shuffle. How about the QB shuffle? Looking at some next team markets for a few players. And we've talked a lot um, in pieces about Justin Fields. So let's start there because the Chicago Bears, as we referenced in that last segment, Hold the number one overall pick in April's NFL draft. All signs point to a quarterback selection with Caleb Williams being that potential uh, generational talent, that franchise player for your franchise. So that means Justin Fields, your 2021 first round pick 
could be on the move. Um, first of all, before we get to landing spots, what type of compensation do you think that the Bears could get for Justin Fields? Because we saw that report not too long ago. Schefter thought they could get a one. Is it kind of more of a second and a third, second and a fourth? What do you think would be the best trade value? You know, I, I didn't understand the one because most of the teams that need a quarterback are picking down there at the bottom of the top, the top of the draft. Would Atlanta give up the what they have the eighth pick overall? Uh, I mean, could you see a team like Seattle do it? I, I don't know. You know, a lot of it comes down to, again, what the perception is. I mean, most people on Twitter would give up four number ones to get Justin Fields. They wouldn't they wouldn't <laughs> trade Justin Fields for for Brock Purdy. So, you know. What I got, I got the sense, and probably I should add this, Brian. I'll add this in our our uh, exaggeration. I think Justin Fields getting a one might be an exaggeration, but it's out there, yeah. right? I kind of think it's going to be a two and something else. I think you got to go through it. Uh, I think it'll be attached to whether they pick up the fifth year. I think it'll be a little bit like. Aaron Rodgers deal, which had some escalators in it, also had some de-escalators in it, too, so based on playtime. I think it'll be one of those deals. Could Atlanta pull that kind of deal off? Maybe. But, uh, you know, I I just get the sense that it's going to have to take a team that has a vision for fields and feels really strong about it. And I'm not sure there's a lot of teams that have that. So right now, the Steelers are the favorite at plus 110. Uh, We know Adam Schefter reported on the Pat McAfee show. Tomlin is a quote, big fan of Justin Fields. He did also mention in that segment, by the way, Ryan Tannehill and Russell Wilson. But the Steelers certainly not sold on on Kenny Pickett being QB1. The Bears are plus 150 to just remain with his current team. But Atlanta, who you referenced, I think that's the most intriguing at a plus 550 price, a dual threat quarterback playing indoors in Atlanta with all those weapons. It's his hometown. A lot of people don't remember that he actually went to Georgia first out of, uh, out of high school before he transitioned to Ohio state. So I think that would make a ton of sense for a number of reasons. Right. So I think when you're talking about fields, you, you got to start with, okay, where can he be most successful? So let's take the Broncos. That's not going to fit for me because they do so much terms of getting into the right play doing the same thing with minnesota like that's not a fit same thing with with tampa bay they're going to spend money on on baker mayfield so you you have to go to somewhere where you feel like okay to zach robinson who runs the sean mcveigh offense all play action under center get him in the right protect is that fit fields see everybody keeps throwing out this rpo stuff well he's perfect in the rpo game well what the RPO game is slowly dying. People are defending the RPO game really a lot better than they have five years ago. So are you going to be ahead of the curve or behind the curve? And that's what I kind of think is happening here a little bit. There's this rhetoric, oh, he'll be good in that system. Pittsburgh's going to be under center. You know, Arthur Smith is in shotgun, but it's going to be an outside zone, inside zone. That would work with Fields. Now, he's lived that with Ritter, inaccurate, not able to make plays in the fourth quarter. I mean, that this is why he's on, he was no longer the head coach of the Falcons. So I mentioned the Steelers being the favorite for Justin Fields. The Steelers are also a favorite at an even money price for Russell Wilson next year. He's a veteran. I'm sure Mm. a lot of teams would look at because he's going to be very cheap. Thirty nine million in guaranteed money coming to him from the Broncos. So you could maybe sign Wilson for a veteran minimum deal. What type of interest do you think he'll draw and what names on this odds board stand out to you? Well, once he gets cut. Once they get away from the guarantees and the Broncos assume all the liability and the guarantees, then he becomes an attractive player because you could pay him 10 million. He could actually end up getting a raise from this. 
You know, now, most of the time, and I don't know, I'd have to check on the language, but in his contract, if he does not have offset clause language in it. Now, Jake Delhomme had that in his contract, one of the most ridiculous contracts ever by the Carolina Panthers. Jake Delhomme could double dip. Most people can't double dip. Coaches can't double dip. But let's say Russell Wilson has offset clause in his contract where if he goes to television, he has to pay the Broncos back. If he goes to, you know, any any league, he's going to pay them back what what he earns there. So the most he can earn is the thirty nine million, although it will be fully guaranteed. And when he gets cut, the second year will go washed away because he won't be on the roster. So. I think this comes down to I would I would think the Raiders would be really a team that would be favored here because I think the Raiders won't be in love with Fields. I think the Raiders want somebody that that they feel very close to. Remember, when Wilson was available, the Raiders were one of his teams on his list. Now, maybe that was because of Gruden or not, but the Raiders are outside that that draft area to get the quarterback. They need to try to win right away to keep up with the AFC West. And and, you know, for Russell, it's a way to get back at Denver. Because even though everybody thinks it's our harmonious right now, there's a lot of resentment in this, right? And I think, to me, the players will always want to go somewhere where they can show up the other team. And I think the Raiders, especially at that price, too, with everything you're saying, plus 650, is very attractive from that standpoint. My thing is, like, especially with the Steelers specifically being favored in this market, the Steelers are a team that has had for a while that like quarterback away moniker because of the talent that they have. Well, the Broncos thought that they were a quarterback away when they signed Russell Wilson. And clearly that has not worked out. So do you really want to go down that road with the same player that it didn't work in another franchise? I don't, I don't know. I don't like that pairing personally. I don't either. And I think the other misplaced price team here is 12 to one Titans. There are no interest. I mean, you can already hear Brian Callahan talking about how much he loves Will Levis. You can hear Brian, Nick Holt, the new offense coordinator, talk about how much they love Will Levis. Nobody walked in that building. Trust me on this now. Nobody walked into that building in Nashville and said they don't like they don't like Will Levis. They said they love Will Levis. <laughs> There's no way they're going to sign Russell Wilson. At, so that 12 to 1 should be 120 to 1, Stormy. <laughs> uh, we didn't get a chance to get into Kirk Cousins, but another free agent this offseason that we'll discuss another day. Great show as always, Michael. Appreciate you, pal. Thank you, Stormy. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. See you Sunday. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.